What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is finally Friday. That's right, guys. We made it. Guys and gals. Yes, uh, Pam Sheffield. I'm talking to you, too. We have made it through the week. Oh, my God. There were times, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. There were moments I was like, I, I don't think we're going to make it to Friday this week. I just, it's been the longest week in forever in some ways it feels like it's been the longest week in some other ways man it's just blown by but oh my god we finally made it to friday that is my point it is finally friday november the 10th in the year of our lord 2023 this is episode 967 of the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college my co-hosts john dawson and jonathan massey while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game but man <laughs> Man, when I tell you we've got a jam-packed show today, uh, let's just say I was up at 4.30 this morning trying to figure out how we're going to get it all in. Poor Linda has been listening to me whine all day about, or and I know we're only, what, seven hours into today if you're listening to this uh, fresh and uh, not the replay. I'm telling you, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Joining me in less than 15 minutes or so. He's our regular Friday guest. He's our NASCAR Carolina Hurricanes NHL expert, Paul Whittington. Uh, the 2023 season ended this past Sunday with Ford's Ryan Blaney winning the title in Phoenix. We're going to get a season wrap up with uh, Paul. Uh, got some. I, I'm uh, going to go ahead and try to get some uh, 24 preview from him too. A 2024 preview. Got to tell you, it doesn't feel like there's been that much movement away from. You know, they, they always call it silly season in NASCAR where you've got, uh, you know, who's going to be driving what next year and all that. And i got to tell you, haven't really felt that much of it this year. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Ryan Blaney winning the championship. We're going to talk about the dominance of Ford. That's right. Ford won all three series championships in NASCAR this year. They're top three anyway. Uh, the truck uh, championship, the Xfinity championship, and then the uh, NASCAR Cup uh, championship itself. We're going to just, uh, we're going to break down NASCAR. Yes. Jason Bryant, you'll be able to turn off, uh, the show for, uh, 15 or 20 minutes while we talk about that, but then we'll pick back up the Carolina hurricanes. Uh, they've had a, a pretty good week, uh, this past week. And we'll talk about the hurricanes. We'll, uh, he and I are going to go see, uh, ECU basketball, uh, tomorrow. So, uh, we'll, we'll maybe get some ECU hoops to talk into, going to be a fun uh, fun 30 minutes or so with him but because around 45 minutes or so here into this first hour we're going to be joined by the head basketball coach of the Kenston High School girls basketball team Christopher Bradshaw you've heard me talking about it all week long there is a massive girls basketball jamboree taking place all over Kenston tomorrow 
and Coach Bradshaw is leading it. I think this is the second or third year he's done it. It's definitely the second, but I think it's the third year that he's been doing it too. I mean, they're going to be playing everywhere at Kinston High, Rochelle. Uh, now, there is a little bit of a change. It's going to be uh, the other game is going to be played at Martin C. Freeman uh, instead of Holloway. I know we've been saying Holloway all week, but he sent me an update to uh, his schedule. But one ticket will get you in. You buy one ticket, it'll get you into all three sites, and you'll see some of the best girls basketball in eastern North Carolina. And again, Coach Bradshaw is leading that up, and we'll talk to him, uh, like I said, about 45 minutes or so here into this first hour. That's just our first hour. It's Friday, so you know what that means. I've already been messaging with him. Uh, it's time for TGIF with IP uh, here in our second hour. It's our weekly visit with former Kinston star and Winston-Salem State junior point guard Isaac Parson. <laughs> as if, you know, we've got a lot to talk to him about. With uh, He's in West Virginia right now as uh, the Rams are getting ready to uh, tip off their 23-24 season uh, as they're going to be playing back-to-back -back games uh, tonight and then tomorrow afternoon. But, uh, man, it was announced this week that Winston-Salem State will be playing on NBA All-Star Weekend in, <coughs> excuse me, in the HBCU Classic in Indianapolis on Saturday, February 17th. He got to meet uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, the whole ESPN production crew, uh, in Winston-Salem. So that's going to be neat to talk to him about that and just get his feelings about that. And then, like I said, they're playing their first regular season game tonight uh, against West Virginia State University. So, and then uh, turn around. Uh, that game's like at 7 o'clock tonight. Then they turn around and they play at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon uh, still in West Virginia. And then they've got a game on Tuesday. It's just going to be a very busy week here for uh, for Isaac and, or for IP. We're going to be talking to him about that, about the – uh, playing on All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis, uh, yes. Uh, Linda, you know we are going to be there. I know the Parsons are going to be there. Uh, we might have us a nice little Kinston contingent in Indianapolis for uh, that game. Cannot wait, man. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, but that's TGIF with IP. That will tip off our second hour. But wait, you remember the infomercials where uh, you get all this stuff, but there's more? Man, there's absolutely a lot more. Joining us live here in our plush, well-lit and well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive, about 10 minutes or so. Maybe, maybe, might it, with all that stuff we're talking to IP about, it might be 12 or 13 minutes into our second hour. It's going to be LCC men's basketball coach Matt Grantham, and he is bringing two of his players with him, Aiden Eller and Micaiah Tarver. Uh, they're going to be joining us, uh, like I said, about 10 minutes or so into our second hour. We're going to get to know them a little bit. We've already had Coach Grantham here on the show before, but we're going to get a nice little season preview uh, from them, we're going to get to know those young men some. So how about that, man? And then the birthday game after that. So what? Eight guests here over the next uh, next two hours. This is a, I, when I told you it was a jam packed show. Hey, Keith Spence, I was not lying to you. It is going to be a jam packed show here today on the Brian Hanks show. Uh, I, listen. We'll quick hit these things here because we need to, we're going to get Paul up here a little bit earlier than we usually do. Again, uh, man, uh, we'll, we're going to talk to uh, uh, IP about this in uh, our second hour to tip off our second hour, but still just huge news that Winston-Salem State University is going to be playing on NBA All-Star Weekend in the HBCU Classic. I uh, can't wait to talk to him about that. That's going to be on Saturday, February the 17th. Uh, of course, it'll be on uh, – I think it'll probably be on TNT. Maybe ESPN will get in on that. I don't know, but – uh, in fact, I, you know what? I'm sure it's ESPN with Stephen A. Smith being there. 
So, uh, you know what? We ought to have a nice little Kenson contingent going up there and checking that out with uh, Jeremy Dixon with Amaji Dodd. And, of course, IP playing for Winston-Salem State. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll tell you more about the Kenson uh, girls basketball jamboree that is going to be taking place uh, this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, we'll be doing that uh, in about 37 minutes or so with uh, Coach Bradshaw. Man, a lot of good football on TV. Well, I don't know if it was good football, but there was football on our TVs last night and right here on 960 AM, com. The Carolina Panthers, uh, they fell to 1-8 and eight overall. A tough 16-13 to 13 loss last night at Chicago. And you heard it right here on 960 AM, Uh Right there at the end, a 59-yard field goal attempt. At the buzzer came up a little bit short, and uh, the Panthers, why they lost again. Uh, they just in a bad situation, too, for them as uh, falling to one and eight, you'd think, oh, well, you know, it's a bad season. At least we'll have, or not we, but they'll have their, uh, you know, top two or three draft pick. Nope, it's going to be going to the team that they lost to last night, Chicago. So uh, kind of a weird, kind of a unique situation there where the Bears could not lose last night, even if they lost the game. Their draft position improves. If they win the game, which they did, then uh, <laughs> then uh, they help Carolina get further down in the uh, the draft for next year. So, man, uh, just a bad situation in Carolina right now, and it's going to take it's going to take a minute or two for them to dig out of it. Uh, but again, I uh, hope you enjoyed the game right here on BetOnTheBull.com. Uh, the Panthers will be off a, until a week from Sunday. They kind of got that little mini bye week kind of thing going on with, uh, you know, you play on Thursday, then you've got 10 days off before you play again. Uh, and then they'll be at home versus, uh, Richard Clark's Dallas Cowboys, uh, a week from Sunday. So, uh, a little, a little bit of time to lick their wounds and then they get, Hey, they get to play one of the best defenses in the NFL. There you go. Congratulations, Panthers fans. Uh, how about ECU football? Uh, they travel to Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, they'll be taking off a little bit later on today, and they're going to be uh, facing Florida Atlantic. The Pirates, uh, as you know, they're one and eight. Also, they're one and eight overall, zero and five in the American, and they're coming off uh, a tough loss of their own, thirteen to ten to Tulane this past Saturday. They'll be facing the Owls, who are four and five overall. They're three and two in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, FAU is actually favored by seven and a half points in, uh, that, uh, conference matchup. And that, that sounds about right. I thought it might be a, a point or two more, but the way, uh, ECU played Tulane, I'm sure scared, uh, Vegas into uh, making that point spread a little bit lower. But again, that game will be tomorrow. The ECU men's basketball team is at home again tomorrow. Uh, this time they're going to be taking on Campbell. Both teams are one and zero going into that matchup. <laughs> Keith Spence, uh, just uh, taking it back a second here. Yeah, he said the Panthers one and sixteen, baby. <coughs> well, I'm a little disturbed that you called me baby Spence, but you know what? I'm good with it. But man, you're probably right. I mean, where did they get another win from? I mean, it's going to be a tough season for uh, Panthers fans for sure. But back to ECU men's basketball. They're back at home tomorrow. They take on Campbell. Uh, both teams are undefeated at one and zero. Now, if you're going to the game. Like Paul and I are going to, we're going to be joined by Levi, Paul's uh, two-month-old son. It's going to be his first ECU game. Uh, that's going to be kind of that's going to be neat to hang out and do that with him. But uh, that game has been moved to 2 p.m. since the football game is being played at three. 
or uh, I think is it three? Uh, I hope I'm not giving you bad information there on the football game. But I can definitively tell you the basketball game is at 2 p.m. So if you're going to the game, make sure you know the right time because that would suck if you get there at 4 p.m. and uh, you get there for the final couple minutes of the game. Uh, but that's ECU men's basketball. How about ECU women's basketball? Goodness gracious, alive. They improved to 2-0. They had absolutely no trouble with South Carolina Upstate last night. They pounded them 105-35. to And a 70-point win should be your biggest news. It really wasn't, though, because uh, the thing that was uh, tearing up social media last night about ECU women's uh, basketball was that they tried to unveil their uh, American Athletic Conference championship banner. And it's something I've never really seen before. They were unable to do it. A rope broke as they were trying to uh, to unveil the banner, and it is still unveiled at the top of Menji's Coliseum. Uh, listen, uh, the Pirates, they are at Virginia. The Lady Pirates, they're at Virginia Commonwealth this coming Tuesday, and it's going to be another 19 days before they're able to show off their new banner, and that's going to be on November 29th when they take on Hampton. So uh, still, I mean, I'm not mocking them. It just it was a, a bad situation uh, that – they try to do it. They've got all the TV cameras there. Everybody, thank you, Keith Spence. He said ECU football is at 4 o'clock tomorrow. I knew that's the reason why they moved it up, uh, the basketball game, so folks could watch the uh, football game too. So thank you, Spence. I appreciate that. Man, I love I love you, Spence. You can call me baby all you want, okay? Thanks for that information there. But uh, back to the ECU women. Uh, again, they will play uh, Virginia Commonwealth this coming Tuesday, and they'll finally Finally be able to show off their new banner at home on November 29th versus Hampton. The LCC men's basketball team, we're going to be uh, meeting them, two of the members of their team today. Uh, they've got a busy weekend in front of them. They are at Central Carolina Community College. That's in Sanford. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. And then they turn right around. They have their home opener uh, Sunday at 3 versus Cleveland Community College. And Ricky Whaley will be on the mic for that game uh, we're going to do our best to get out there and, uh, watch some of that. I know uh, we're going to do our best. Now, bear in mind, that's NFL, <laughs> that's NFL football day, you know, and I'm sitting in front of my TV, uh, past what, two or three weeks with Jacques and, uh, you know, watching some NFL. So I, I don't know. I'm going to do my best to get out there and see LCC this Sunday, but please forgive me if I don't guys, but we'll talk about that with them in our second hour. Okay. Uh, hometown hero update. Uh, no one, let me look. I'm looking here to make sure no one played yesterday. Uh, Brandon Ingram <laughs> Spence called me baby again, as he said, ECU football one and 11 this season, baby. He's probably not wrong about that. Hey, hometown heroes, uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they play at, I tell you what, they're going to have the DVR going tonight as the Pelicans uh, are at Houston to take on Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Houston Rockets have won four in a row. Uh, they are going to be taking on a Pelicans team. Who knows who's going to play for the Pelicans? Hopefully we get to see Brandon versus Reggie. That would be really cool. Hopefully Zion gets to play. Hopefully uh, McCollum gets to play, but we'll see. Uh, Damian Dunn and Hughes. Oh, like I said, that game is at eight o'clock tonight. Again, if you don't have the uh, league pass, I feel bad for you. But if you want to come over and watch it, let me know. Keith Spence, if you want to come over and watch that game tonight, man, let me know, and uh, you are more than welcome. And anybody else that wants to come watch, I say that. And Linda's going to be rolling her eyes when I have about seventeen or eighteen deep 
here uh, watching the game with me here tonight. But you know what? I don't care. That'll be a lot of fun. Brandon versus Reggie, uh, part one here for the 23-24 season. Uh, Damian Dunn in Houston. They are at home Saturday versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That game's at 1230. Dontrez Styles and the Georgetown Hoyas, they host Holy Cross Saturday at 8. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, uh, they're going to try to bounce back from that loss to Presbyterian as they take on South Carolina Upstate at 7 o'clock. That game is actually tonight. And as I told you, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State, they open the season today in Institute West Virginia versus West Virginia State University at 7.30. Then they play tomorrow at 2 against Davis and Elkins College. Okay. Uh, oh, man, I got a message here from Ricky Whaley. He says, holy mule. That's the only thing he's got to say. I like that. Uh, but, again, uh, they will be back home Sunday. Holy mule to you too, Ricky Whaley. Uh, okay. Hey, let's get, uh, uh, Paul Whittington up here on the line with us. Before we do that though, let me tell you about Lenore community college. LCC has helped men and women in our area for 65 years, uh, tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. To find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all those folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show pretty much ever since the inception of this show. And I am honored to have on the line with me now a proud Lenore Community College alum. He's our NASCAR. He is our Carolina Hurricanes, our PBR. He's our uh, fathering expert. Who I get to hang out with Levi tomorrow, man. I can't tell you how much how excited I am about that. It's Paul Whittington joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Up early, ready to get after it. I got I got my three laptops sitting here on my desk. <laughs> ready to roll. Dude, seriously, you have three laptops going simultaneously? <laughs> yes, so I have my personal one. Uh, and then I have two work laptops. They just gave me a new laptop at work, and so I'm getting all the old stuff off off of one, getting all the stuff on the new, and trying to trying to get the switch. Uh, that's kind of the focus of today. Well, I got to tell you, uh, and I know here we already go. Uh, what uh, thirty seconds into talking to you, I'm already going to get off uh, off subject here. But what do you do? That's one of the things I get asked that, dude. I am not joking. I get asked that about once a week. I heard your mom explaining this to somebody the other day, and she started, and she's like, you know what? We don't really know. We think he's in the CIA. And that's what your mom said, too. So what is your cover story? What does Paul Whittington do for a living? Well, most days I don't even know myself. Uh, but I manage a team of sales development representatives at a company called Brightly. Uh, which which is a company under the Siemens umbrella. Uh, so we are a Siemens company. And basically what sales development is, is those guys that call you in the middle of you eating lunch or dinner and try to sell you something, uh, like a used car warranty or something like that. No, not at all. Um, so, <laughs> See, now you're confusing us even more. <laughs> no, we don't, we, don't, we don't do that. Um, so it's, I mean, it's eight to five. It is, it is a phone 
cold job. It's, it's phone sales. So uh, I have a team that, that basically identifies prospects that our company would like to go after, gives them a call, tries to, tries to sell basically the value of the next meeting. So they, they learn about a business's pains. They learn about um, struggles and areas of opportunity with, within a business that fit within the needs of what our software provides. Uh, and if there's interest and, and they fall within our, our ideal customer profile and they're willing to take a next meeting, then our sales development reps basically facilitate a, what's called a discovery call with one of our account executives who take the deal and, and try to sell it and make it close one business for the company. Uh, so it's all pre-sales work. It's uh, inside sales kind of, kind of stuff. Um, so I manage a team of, of those kind of folks. And basically sales development reps end up becoming uh, account executives, account managers, things like that. Okay, my eyes kind of glazed over there, so I'm just going to assume you're in the CIA, okay? That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you're, you are still Army National Guard. How many years have you been in the National Guard now? Oh, way too many. Uh, <laughs> but it's like it's like 13 or 14. I think it's 13. Wow. Well, dude. Let's that... see, there, was, there was 10. I came back in and I got out in 17, came back in 20. Uh, so I had 10 in. Came back in twenty. See, so yeah, uh, we'll hit we'll hit our forty or fourteen year mark in May. Okay. Well, Veterans Day obviously coming up tomorrow. I get to hang out with you for that. But, dude, thank you. In in all seriousness and all sincerity, thank you. Ah, uh, dude, I did it years and years ago, man. You are out there on the front lines today, dude. So, thank you for your service to our country, dude, and and uh, for you know what, giving up that weekend a month and. You know the two or three weeks during the summer, and uh, it's, it's, I'm proud of you, man. And thank you, thank you for everything <laughs> you do for our country. Okay, man. Thank you. Very good. Well, let us. Uh, I tell you what, let's jump into this here. Uh, the NASCAR season wrapped up this past Sunday, and I, I sent you the picture so you could see that I wasn't uh, joking with you when I told you <laughs> last week, dude. I had uh, what? I had the NFL package on one of my small TVs up on the left. I think I had uh, whatever the local game was. It wasn't Panthers in the 1 o'clock hour. It was somebody else in the 1 o'clock hour. Up on the right, Mickey Mouse TV. And what did I have (laughs) on my big screen on the 72-inch? I had the NASCAR championship race coming from Phoenix, Arizona. And, dude, a a little anticlimactic. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as exciting. I hated that Christopher Bell got knocked out relatively (laughs) early in it. And then it was, you know, a God-fearing Ford taking on two, uh, you know, uh, devil-worshipping uh, Chevrolets. But uh, in the end, the Ford came out on top. We've got a new uh, championship in Dave Blaney. And, uh, dude, it Ryan, was just... Ryan Blaney. Oh, Ryan Blaney. Ryan, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Blaney. Dude, my bad, my bad. Dave Blaney's his <laughs> dad, right? That's right. Okay, that's... that's... Right. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you... Talk about going old school, man. I went old school. <laughs> but Ryan Blaney. Yes, yes, yes. Ryan Blaney. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man, before we before you do all the breakdowns and everything, it seemed like it was a pretty popular... He's a pretty popular yeah. guy, isn't he? He is. He is. Uh, he, will, he will likely finish second in the uh, most popular driver uh, category when they tally up those votes. Uh, it's it's going to be very tough to beat Chase Elliott. Uh, that is that is far and above the the most popular driver in the sport. 
but yeah, to your point, you know, it was it was a little anticlimactic there at the end. You know, I expected a little bit of drama. I expected a late race caution. Uh, I expected everybody to come down and get four fresh Goodyear Eagles and the uh, the three that were left in it, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and uh, Ryan Blaney, just be one, two, three off pit road and settle it on a green white checker. Uh, but we didn't get that. And you know what? That's okay too. Uh, there were part, parts of that race where it seemed like each one of those folks, uh, with the exception of Christopher Bell, you know, he got eliminated pretty early after a uh, brake issue. He had a brake caliper that just completely exploded, um, ended, ended his day uh, pretty early on in the race. But, you know, there for a while, it seemed like it was William Byron's race to lose. He jumped out, led uh, almost 100 laps, uh, fired off really, really good. The more the more track the rubber took, and the uh, the more sun that started to set, uh, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have it. Um, came home, I think third third place. Kyle Larson seemed like uh, at one point that his his car had gotten strong at the right time, and and it seemed like Kyle Larson was going to be someone that could get up there and battle for the championship. Uh, but at the end of the day, none of them had anything for Ryan Blaney. You know, we talked about this last week. Uh, he was somebody that you got to put in the conversation considering how well he's run at this racetrack. He had two straight runner-up finishes at Phoenix. Uh, this was certainly a track that we knew he could be competitive at. Uh, and, and he was. Obviously, he didn't win the race. Uh, he did, did get out there um, at front, out front, battle a lot with Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain goes to, goes to victory lane. And Ryan Blaney wins the championship. I said this last week, and I want to clear it up. I said that uh, it had happened before where somebody won the race but didn't win the championship. Uh, my apologies. I uh, I looked at the wrong year that we started going to Phoenix for the championship race. So in 2019, when Denny Hamlin won at Phoenix, the championship was actually won in Homestead the following week. Kyle, Kyle Busch went to victory lane in that race. So that makes this the first time under this format that uh, uh, the winner was not the champion of the race. Well, there you go. And I tell you, again, we've got a lot more to talk about uh, this uh, 2023 season. Is there anything more sad? I don't know. Sad's probably not the uh, correct adjective to use there, but you, you, you come up with the adjective that we can't use to describe this. <laughs> That you win the race and nobody cares. I felt so bad for Ross Chastain because <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan, you know, and I told you I became yeah. a fan of him the way he won, you know, how he got into the final four last year, and and I just think he's got personality, man. I mean, a lot of these drivers don't seem like they have much personality. Ross Chastain, in fact, if you go to the NASCAR homepage right now, you uh, see him with one, you know, doing the I'm number one thing with his mouth mm-hmm. wide open. He's got the Julia Roberts mouth thing going on there. And, <laughs> I, I like Ross Chastain, but is there anything more sad than winning a race and nobody and I'm not that nobody cares, but you know what I'm saying, dude. In the grand scheme of things, dude, nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's different. It's it's very different. Um you know, I I think of that meme where the guy's standing in the uh in the empty pool with his hands in his pockets, no one else around. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just obviously abandoned. Like, that's what I think of when I, when I think of Ross Chastain winning this race, I think of that meme. Um, but it was a great run out of one car. Uh, he showed why, why, he's, why he's fast and why he should be in the conversation each and, each and every week and each and every year. Um, 
I, I thought him in the 12 ran a great race. I know the 12 was, was very frustrated with the one um, because he just couldn't quite get around him. And, you know, he was worried about the, the five and the 24 closing in, but uh, ultimately a, a great battle for the lead, really the, the last 100 laps. And, and congratulations to Ross Chastain for winning the race. I hate we didn't get to see the uh, him smash the watermelon, um, but I understand that there was a bigger storyline happening at the un- other end of the front straightaway after the after the race when they were both doing their burnouts. I kind of hope that they get lost in the smoke and actually kind of hit each other. Uh, I thought <laughs> that would have been yeah, funny, you, but you we sent didn't. me that. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get that, but uh, you know, it's um, he smashes the watermelon, and you know he's going to be. Uh, the Bud Light or the Bush Light sponsor next year. Uh, when Bush Light leaves Stuart Haas Racing, they're going to head over to Track House and, and sponsor uh, Ross Chastain. So he's drink, he's holding his watermelon in one hand, he's got his Bush Light in the other. And you know, a couple of years ago, Bush Light during the summer did Bush Light Apple, and this past year they did Bush Light Peach. There is a section of <laughs> NASCAR fans that are absolutely convinced, like you cannot change their mind that Bushlight Watermelon is coming very soon. Okay, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth, but... Uh... Listen, listen, <laughs> I, I, I will buy a case and try it because that's how committed I am to, to the Bush to Bushlight and the Bushlight brand, <laughs> but I am not excited about that combination. Yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, don't get it twisted. I love watermelon, man, but dude, you just don't combine <laughs> watermelon. Hey, I wanted to ask you about there at the end and there were, you know, the announcers made a couple of comments about it. I saw it on social media where people were kind of complaining about it a little bit. I, it, it, I don't, I wouldn't say it bothers me, but it was just, it was crazy to me that there were suggestions that, you know what? in the interest of, you know, of NASCAR and in the interest of sportsmanship or whatever BS you want to say there, Paul, that Ross Chastain should have, you know, should have pulled over and, well, not pulled over, but, you know, should have let uh, Blaney pass him so he could have, you know, won the championship in grand style. Have you ever, what's your opinion on that? Uh, It's a terrible opinion. Uh, Anybody that has that opinion, it's it's a terrible opinion. This guy is, is racing for his team. He's racing for his manufacturer. He's racing for all of his sponsors, uh, you know, the, the team itself. You know, the sponsors pay a lot of money. Uh, was it WWEX Racing? Um, you know, they paid a lot of money to be on the hood of that race car this weekend or, the, or last weekend, rather. Uh, but the team works really hard to prepare these race cars, to, to get them race ready, to make them competitive, to, to make them winning race cars. You don't just pull over and let someone go because of the championship battle. Now, if you're running, like if you're running second, and and you're racing that guy really hard, and you're on the verge of wrecking him, that's a different story, right? Like if Ryan Blaney's running first, and Ross Chastain is, you know, all up in his back bumper, using him up, trying to, you know, trying to move him out of the way. I got a different opinion about that. Like at that point, you're you're you need to figure out how to get around him cleanly and you need to make sure that you don't wreck him because then you're altering the championship, right? But when you're leading, you don't just pull out of the way and, and let the guy go by. Like, Ryan Blaney is now a champion of the sport, and he needs to figure out how to get around him. Yeah. It, it just that bothered me. I mean, and, and I, I'm, re- I'm saying something I read somewhere, Paul, so, I mean, I can't even take credit for yeah. this because, watch, I'll say it, and then someone will be listening and be like, hey, I said that. But can you imagine? Well, there, you know, can there, you imagine there are actually. Go ahead. There, there are actually rumors 
uh, in NASCAR and some some spotters have done their best to debunk the rumors. Um, but there are people that were allegedly, put that in air quotes here, allegedly okay. on the spotter stand uh, that saw a NASCAR official go over to the one team spotter and berate them for not getting out of the way wow. of the 12 car. Now, there have been uh, the, the director of officiating, the director of the Cup Series, uh, and other spotters from like 2311 Racing and stuff that have said that 1,000% unequivocally did not happen. But the rumor's still out there. Well, well, it was strong enough that the announcers uh, during the race were bringing it up and you know, uh, they did a little mini debate of it, but like I said, it, it was all over social media and I mean, there, yeah. and it was about 50, 50. I mean, there were 50% of people saying, Hey, he should get over. This is Ryan Blaney's moment. He should, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's the, and I wish, like I said, this is the part that I was going to say, I wish I could take credit for, but I read some, and somebody on social media said this, dude, can you imagine, take it back to 2000 and say, we're under the same mm -hmm. situation. Can you imagine Dale Earnhardt pulling over and letting Jeff Gordon go by him or letting Bill Elliott or anybody, a heck for that matter, yeah. anybody. Dude, it would not have happened in a hundred million gazillion years. I mean, if, if someone had even suggested that to Dale Earnhardt, and I'm not talking about Junior, I'm talking about Pops. I mean, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. Dude, he'd have punched somebody in the mouth if they'd have said, and I mean that <laughs> sincerely. I'm somebody who interviewed yeah. Dale Earnhardt and saw him get emotional talking to reporters, dude. If someone had suggested that to him, he'd have popped them right in their jaw, dude. Man, well, I'm, I'm so glad you bring that up because, first of all, it wouldn't have happened back in 2000. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that it happened on, on Sunday because it illustrates a bigger problem. Ryan Blaney was faster than the one car. No doubt about that. You can go back and look at the timing and scoring data. Uh, you can go back and look at lap times. Like the, the 12 car was faster than the one car. He could get to his back bumper, but he couldn't pass him. It wouldn't have happened in 2000 because these cars had A, more horsepower. B, the aerodynamics were different. If you were a faster car running second, you could blow by the car in first without, without any problem. You can't do that today. We, we run what the 550 package. It's only 550 horsepower. It's, um, much, uh, much different aero, aerodynamics that, that we run. And it's, and it's very tough to, to get around the car when the car in front has, has the clean air. Uh, and I hope that NASCAR sees that and goes, this is a problem. Yeah. But to my earlier point, wouldn't have happened back in 2000 because the cars were different and a faster car could blow right by another car that wasn't, wasn't as fast. Levi has just woken up, just for the record. <laughs> I can hear him. I cannot wait to see him tomorrow, man. That is going to be so much fun, dude. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm excited. If I'm right, now I know you took him to a tailgate, but he didn't actually go into the game. Yeah. This is going to be right. his first ECU event, correct? This will be his first sporting event. Oh, my God, and I get so. to be there for that. Hey, you mean yeah. – Grand, Grandma Linda's not going to get to witness it. Uh, step Grandpa. I, I think on the. Through. I think on the uh, on the list of firsts that they want to be there for, they being <laughs> Grandma, Mom, all that kind of stuff. This one ranks a little a little further down. 
Well, dude. I got to tell you, man, I can't wait. That is going to be so much fun tomorrow. Okay, let's talk a little about, uh, as we stay here on NASCAR, and, dude, we've only got about 10 minutes left for I got to get Coach Bradshaw up here on the line with me. We may not even hit hurricanes except for just a little drive-by there, but uh, because we are, we're putting a wrap on the uh, 23 uh, NASCAR season here with uh, Paul Whittington on the Brian Hanks show this morning. I got to tell you, dude, I have not, you know, usually you hear all this silly season stuff. And even when I wasn't that mm-hmm. much into uh, NASCAR, you, it still would creep into my, you know, my news cycle and you would see it and stuff, dude, other than uh, Harvick retiring, you know, and he's not going to, you know, he, he raced his final race this past uh, Sunday. I, I, I figure he's got to come back and, you know, he'll do a, a race here and there, but officially as a full-time driver, his final race was this uh, this past uh, Sunday, dude. I've really not heard. Catch me up on silly season, dude. Who's moving from which team to what team? You kind of gave us a little bit there with Bush Light going over to uh, Chastain, but uh, what other silly season stuff is uh, is going on? And we're going to hear about in the next few weeks. Yeah, I, I think the one big storyline that I'm waiting on is is what's going to happen over at Stuart Haas Racing with their Cup cars. You know, they had two drivers retire at the end of the race on, on Sunday, Eric Almirola, uh, he is, he is done in the NASCAR cup series and, and Smithfield is now done in the NASCAR cup series. You know, they were a big sponsor of Eric Almirola for a very long time, really followed him throughout his entire career, going from Richard Petty Motorsports right on over to, to Stuart Haas racing with the driver. Uh, they're, they're not going to continue their sponsorship in the NASCAR cup series. Uh, and then Kevin Harvick obviously leaving and Bush Light going with, with Trackhouse Racing. That's two big sponsors that Stuart Haas Racing doesn't retain. And to this point, they've only named one replacement driver in Josh Berry that will go from Junior Motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with a Chevrolet over to Ford in Stuart Haas Racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. We still don't know what's going to happen with that fourth entry. Are, is Stuart Haas Racing going to put a fourth race car on the track? Are they going to scale back to three and sell that charter to another team? There's other teams that are looking for a charter. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell what direction they're going to go. Um, that's the biggest storyline, I think, that will come from the offseason is what does Stuart Haas Racing do with that charter? Uh, do they build a fourth car? Do they sell the charter? And, and another team has an opportunity to fill a car. Um, beyond that, we kind of know – what drivers are going where there wasn't a lot of, of contracts that were up this year. Um, kind of, kind of a down year for, for driver contracts, if, if we're being honest. So um, I, I think that's the biggest storyline. And, and I anticipate that, you know, we're 86 days away from the Bush light clash at the Coliseum. We're a hundred days away from the Daytona 500. Uh, it takes a little while to get all this stuff ready. Uh, I would anticipate probably by the end of the month, if not uh, the end of the month, definitely by the first week of December, we have an idea as to what they're going to do. Well, then good. I wasn't far off there when I said there's really not been that much talk. I mean, you really haven't, you know, heard about uh, this driver's going to this team and Hendrick Motorsports is starting a fifth team. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that. It just yeah. Usually you hear that kind of stuff right about now, right as the season ends, and I've just not heard any of that this year. Yeah, uh, not not a ton, not a ton. There's there's a lot of movement in the uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and in the Truck Series, but just not a ton of uh, driver movement in um, 
in the NASCAR Cup Series. Well, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there. And again, uh, on our line, on our Spence Automotive guest line this morning, our regular uh, Friday guest is Paul Whittington as we are putting a wrap on the uh, 2023 uh, NASCAR season. Uh, what are you anticipating this offseason? What are some of the, to you, Paul Whittington, what are some of the biggest issues? What are some of the biggest storylines that you're anticipating here before we get to Los Angeles in February for the, uh, for, what do they call it, the Bush Clash? The, yeah, the Bush Clash of the Coliseum. Um, you know, I'm anticipating a slow off season. You know, we, we ended last year in a very unique situation where it was the first year of the next-gen race car was done, uh, and we had a problem. There were a lot of injuries. There were a lot of concussions. There were a lot of drivers that were sidelined. I mean, it ended Kurt Busch's career prematurely. We didn't have that this year. And, and that's something we talked about last season, Brian, was, uh, you know, this is going to be a big test for the next-gen race car. Is, is, is NASCAR's improvements going to make it safer? Uh, and we didn't talk about driver injuries this year. Uh, so there's there's not a ton of changes that need to happen with the race car. I thought the racing was was good. We know what the schedule is going to be. We know that North Wilkesboro just got a fresh coat of asphalt. Maybe maybe we're starting to get in the direction of them getting a points race for, for 2025. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, and we kind of know where drivers are going. I'm anticipating a slow off season for wow. the first time in a very long time. Okay. No, there's nothing we'll, wrong. We'll have we'll, we'll get sponsorship announcements as things get closer. We'll get uh, uh, we'll, we'll know what Stuart Haas Racing is going to do with their charter. Once once they once once they make that announcement, that'll start a domino effect because if they if they retain the charter, they gotta they gotta name another driver. If they sell the charter, somebody's got to name another driver. Somebody's got to announce sponsorship. So uh, it's coming, but we just have to wait for that one domino to fall, and there's. No way to tell when that when that domino is going to fall. Wow. Well, I tell you what, uh, we we did finally get to see Chase Elliott smile for the first time all season long. <laughs> Had nothing to do with him though, as he was celebrating. <laughs> I guess they're pretty good friends, right, Ryan Blaney and Chase? They are. There was there was a um, a picture of those two actually uh, reversed the the scenario when Chase Elliott won his championship back in 2020. Ryan Blaney came over after the race, gave him a big hug pose for a picture with with the new champion so it was great to see them recreate that moment they are really good friends uh ryan blaney his best friends off the racetrack are, are bubba wallace and chase elliott so no surprise to to see them uh in the in the middle of the celebration after the race that was awesome well i can tell you this uh, i had clay harrell in here yesterday or was it the day before yesterday these days run together but uh in fact i think it was yesterday and uh he wants to go to north wilkesboro with us dude yeah, let's do it. Come on. I know, man. I'm excited. I actually, and I want to, if there's one other thing too, that I want to do this upcoming NASCAR season, uh, I've not, I think I've told you this before. I have never been to Bristol before as a fan and I've covered it probably six or seven times. Uh, uh your, your brother just flashed me. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, if I'm, I'm, if I'm a little bit off now, you know why, but I haven't been to Bristol as a fan. I mean, I've always covered the race yeah. and it, and even with that, it's been 20 years since I've been to Bristol, dude, let, we've got to get it. Both of them are, uh, I mean, neither one of them are going to be uh, dirt races, right? I mean, it's going to be asphalt, both races this upcoming season, That's right. Mm -hmm. dude, we need to look at our calendars. Get it put together. Now, I don't think we can take Levi out of that, though. I mean, you know. No, how, it's too how loud. loud. Yeah, how Way loud? Way too loud. That's there. too loud for me. 
<laughs> it really is. It really is. But I think that's if there's two things I want to do with the NASCAR season coming up, obviously I want to go back to North Wilkesboro again for the all-star race. And we've got to pick one of the Bristol races. And uh, I want to take uh, I want to take uh, my, my wife, who she will be my wife at that time, to uh, that race because I think uh, that's going to be – yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really neat. Yeah, she's walking down the hall now. Dude, they're just all distracting me, okay? Oh, my God, did <laughs> well, I just you get distracted. You, you don't have to uh, to twist my arm to go to Bristol. One of my favorite tracks to go to. It's such a such a cool environment to see a NASCAR race. And uh, you, you just say when, and I'm there. There you go. I like it. Okay, we've got a heel. We got about two minutes. Give me some uh, quality Carolina Hurricanes talk. Jacques Passleg and I were there. For uh, Tuesday night's overtime win against the Buffalo Sabres, a good time was had by all, and it was, man. I I, I forget how much. I, I mean, you know, you and I, we talk Carolina Hurricanes and all that, but, dude, there's just something freaking special about being in PNC Arena, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the Hurricanes remain the the only team that is undefeated on home ice in the National Hockey League 4-0-0 at PNC Arena. Like you said, something special about being in PNC Arena and the Canes fill it too. Uh, sitting second in the Metropolitan Division right now, five points behind the New York Rangers. They are 6-4-10 and over the last or 6-4-0 over the last 10 games. They've won their last two. Uh, they will hit the road tonight and tomorrow before coming back to PNC Arena next week to take on the Flyers. They're in Florida tonight, 7 o'clock Puck drop against uh, the defending Eastern Conference champion Florida Panthers, and then tomorrow seven o'clock puck drop against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And me and my my childhood friend uh, and her husband Kelly Lynn Alexander Stevens, and I think they're bringing a buddy with them too. We will be at that uh, that match a week from tomorrow. Oh, and Linda, yes, Linda just pointed herself. Yes, Linda, and you are planning on going to that one too, right? We we have a we have a busy day on the 18th. <laughs> um, we are we are trying to make it work. We're we're gonna figure out something, but uh, not sure yet. So no chance of uh, eating some delicious Paul Whittington cooked food on a grill. I won't say there's no chance, but I would say it's a <laughs> low chance at this point. Well, I will say it here on the air. As I said, I believe I texted to you. Maybe we talked. I don't even remember, dude. But uh, you break that grill out, I will buy the meat and all the accoutrement. Okay? <laughs> I like it. I there like you it. go. Well, listen, uh, Paul Whittington, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on the show. When I see you next, uh, we will be uh, you and I and Levi will be uh, headed to the ECU Pirates game, uh, men's basketball game against Campbell tomorrow. I am – I am very excited about it. You think we'll – what do you think about maybe we take him to – has he been to a sports bar yet? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Dude, maybe we take him to a maybe. Greenville sports my, bar my and watch a little bit. Travel. <laughs> dude, that kid is going to be more – his friends are going to be so jealous of him. Let's just say that, dude, with everywhere he's going to be going in, in his uh, childhood, dude. Well, I can't, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. You know what else I'm looking forward to? Tell me. I said it a minute ago, I'm going to say it again, 100 days until the 2024 <laughs> Daytona 500. There you go, man. Uh, I You've got me bought in, too. 
I'm looking for Joey to have a stronger year next year. I think he finished strong. We don't have time to get in all that. Ah, no buoy, no buoy. We love Joey Logano. <laughs> this house. But he, I thought he had a hey, – give me 15 seconds on – he had a strong finish to the season, didn't he? He did. Um, I mean, they, they started running a little bit more consistently up front uh, in the playoffs. Just, you know, did, we're, we're in a little bit of a hole uh, and, and got eliminated uh, or – they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they, no, they made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they had a win. Yeah, they yeah, win. What am I thinking? Round. They got knocked out. The first yeah, round. the first. Yeah, yeah, first, first round exit. Uh, just didn't have the the first round that he wanted, but uh, a team that certainly started to build a little bit of momentum toward toward the end of the season. Uh, that team, that's a team that, as much as I hate to say it, they're not going to stay down for long. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, last question. Uh, give me two words here. The way, way, way too early 2024 NASCAR preview. Who is a champion of the 2024 season, dude? As of right now, according to Paul Whittington. Ooh, I, I got to think it's William Byron. He came too close, and, okay. and that team's very hungry. Uh, I, I got to think William Byron. There you go. Paul, I appreciate you, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Yep. Sounds good. We'll see you then. There you go. That's Paul Whittington, our regular Friday guest here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. A lot of NASCAR talk there. Hey, uh, Jason Bryant, you can cut your radio back on, okay? <laughs> see, I know he's really listening, but I think it's neat that he does turn – or not neat, but that he turns off. Hey, let me thank uh, – I tell you what, let's thank – let's thank Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 15 years, or right at 15 years, I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for, that's right, I'm talking about you, Linda Whittington, are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you, Danny Rice. Thank you, Jared Edwards and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Sale Automobile. Also, I want to thank my good friend Keith Spence and Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building. That is next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells just uh, freaking great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service. When you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And joining us here on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, he's uh, one of the greatest uh, girls basketball coaches in the state of North Carolina, and he is joining us right now, like I said, on our Spence Automotive guest line. It's Christopher Bradshaw, the head basketball coach over at Kenston High School. Coach, I mean, we this is not going to be our formal – uh, preview because I'd love to have you here with me sitting across from me talking to me and giving us a formal preview about your Vikings. Instead, we've got a big event in uh, town that's going to be taking place all over town tomorrow that you are heading up again. First off, good morning, Coach Bradshaw. How you doing, sir? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing just fine. Glad to be able to be on your show. One more time. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to have you on as we always do, Coach. Like I said, uh, we are not doing a full preview of your Vikings girls 
this morning. Instead, you have a big event uh, taking place. Now, is this the second year or third year that uh, you have done this, or is it could it, could it even be the fourth year? It's the eleventh year. Eleventh. Good the, Lord. Yes. Yes, it's the eleventh year of my event. Yes, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Well, tell us a little bit about it. I know it's going to be taking place at Kenston Rochelle and Martin C. Freeman tomorrow. But tell everybody a little bit about uh, this uh, awesome jamboree that is taking place tomorrow throughout Kenston. But if you love girls basketball or basketball in general, one of the things you need to be at. I mean, I got some. Some great teams coming down here. Got the five stop. Coach Bradshaw, you're breaking up on me a little bit here, sir. I believe we may have lost him. Coach Bradshaw, are you there, sir? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Go ahead. Start. You need to start all over. Okay. I said, if you actually enjoy girls basketball or any basketball at all, I wanted to cite Kenston High School, Rochelle, or Monty Freeman. You need to be in the place because I got some very quality teams. Like always, I got some five-star players. I got the Jones girl that's committed to North Carolina State. Uh, Speller girl that's five-star that's been recruited by everybody in the country. I've got Terry Sanford that would be at the John Wall this year with North Pitt. Coach, I've lost you again if you're there. Uh, I heard you say uh, the girl from North Pitt that is going to be at the John Wall. Are you there, sir? See, this is the miracle of live radio or the miracle. It's the, uh, as we have lost him there. Let me try to get him back up here on the line with us here again because I want to hear about this. I know Linda and I went to it last year, and we definitely were going to do our best to get out there again tomorrow and uh be a part of this but again it is going to be running from eight to four tomorrow at three different sites and i believe we have coach bradshaw do we have you back oh coach you're breaking up i'm breaking up oh i heard you say that uh go ahead you were talking about uh the john wall about uh the girl from terry or i guess terry sanford playing in the john wall along with the north pit team go ahead and pick it up from there coach Yes, uh, both of them will be uh, at our site at either Holloway, Kessler High School, or Monty Freeman playing with, with 18 different other teams from all over all over the state, from Raleigh, from Wilmington, uh, Havelock, anywhere that you can see this girls' basketball around out around the area, they're, they're being, they're being in, in town tomorrow. Well, that is going to be awesome. How hard is it? I mean, not only are you trying to, you know, you know, you're getting your season together for your Kinston Vikings, but to put an event like this together, and I know having worked the Holiday Invitational up in Raleigh for, well, for 17 years and, you know, helping out with the Brandon Ingram MLK Classic, this is on that level, if not more, when you have all these teams coming in and playing these games. I mean, this is, it's a beast to put together, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it can be a headache at times, but, you know, from since it's the 11th year, it's almost like clockwork with me now. You know, I can kind of put them together and kind of see if they play each other during a conference or non-conference schedule, and it pretty much fall in place. Definitely fall in place. And with my coaches helping me out and other people helping me out on the scheduling and making sure that everything is taken care of logistic-wise, it, 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 it comes to a complete circle. 
Well, tell me a little bit, and again, that voice you listen to is Christopher Bradshaw, the head basketball coach, the acclaimed head basketball coach over at Kenston High School. We were talking about the Jamboree that's going to be taking place tomorrow throughout Kenston. How much are tickets? Uh, what time does it go to? Are there going to be concessions? Catch me up on all that, Coach. Definitely will. It'll be concessions at all three sites. The cost is $10 to come in, but you get to go to every site. So you get to almost watch possibly 27 basketball games if that's what you want to do. Then you get uh, the first game is at Kenston High School at 8 o'clock, and other sites will start at 8.30. And by 3.30, 4 o'clock, the event would be over. So it's not like you have to spend all day. Your day is, is over with. No, you still going to have your late afternoon until the evening to be able to enjoy yourself. And what's crazy about that, again, $10, that's it. I mean, that's crazy. Only $10, and you get to see, what would you say, 18, 19 different teams? I mean, that yeah, is awesome. Eight, yeah, but definitely, definitely. I mean, great basketball. Even if I was even if my team wasn't in it, I'd be around just watching because I just enjoy watching good basketball. Well, you sent me the schedule last night of uh, the Jamboree. I'm going to post that with the uh with the show uh in my show notes and all that so uh listeners you you will be able to have a schedule right in front of you you want to see uh clinton take on hoggard well by golly you can do that you want to see kenston take on terry sanford you can do that too i just coach the thing i'm amazed about and it probably does speak to how many years you've been doing this now is just the quality of teams. I mean, again, you've got New Hanover in here. You've got Middle Creek from Apex. You've got Clinton in this. Conley from Greenville. I mean, of course, I, our local teams too. Pine Forest, White Oak, Jacksonville, Goldsboro. How do you get all these teams to come and be a part of this every year, Coach? Well, you know, Coach, I always say that the biggest thing about all of it is how you treat people. You know, I'm very humble in this game. Has has humbled me. I've got an opportunity to meet a lot of people, and they enjoy coming to Kenston and, and just playing. I mean, it's to the point now where I don't even have to call around. They call me. You know, <laughs> oh, you having a jamboree this year? I would love to get in because you put on and you, you, you and your staff put on a great, a great quality event. And uh, like I said, Linda and I got to go to it last year. Coach, the more I think about it, I'm like, why did I think it was only three or four years? I remember going to it several years ago, too, even back when I was with the Free Press back in uh, 14, 15, and 16 in that neck of the woods. I, Coach, I'm getting old. You just you got to forgive me, okay? Don't worry about it. Me too, Brian. So, you know. <laughs> well, listen, one more time. Tell us about uh, what is taking place tomorrow throughout Kenston, Coach. It's a great basketball the 11th annual Kenston High School Girls Basketball Jamboree. Uh, three sites, Kenston High School, Rochelle, Monty Freeman. Come out to you and enjoy yourself. I mean, the community usually come out and, and, and support the girls. I mean, because they just love basketball in the state of, you know, in Kenston. They love it, and they come out, and they enjoy, and they support, because it's all for a good cause. It's all pretty much go towards helping the girls, the varsity team and the JV team, you know, just kind of get things that they need that you won't even have to go in, that the parents won't even have to go in their pockets to, you know, to buy the girls sneakers or um, travel suits. So it, it's, it's, it's a big event, and it's a good event for the girls' basketball team. That is awesome. And, again, a one t it's just crazy. If you're a girls' basketball fan, $10, and you get to watch eight hours of basketball at three different sites, that's crazy. Co Coach, I don't think you're charging enough, okay? 
Hey, Coach Bradshaw, thank you so much for joining us. We'll get you on here in the next week or two to preview this 23-24 season. But thank you for joining us this morning to talk about this event tomorrow, okay? All right, Brian. Brian, I appreciate it. You have a good day. You too. That's Coach Christopher Bradshaw from Kenston High School. As we wrap up our first hour, man, what a great first hour that we've had here as we've had uh, Paul Whittington and uh, Christopher Bradshaw join us coming up in our next hour. TGIF with IP, LCC basketball coach Matt Grantham here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.